Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Scottish Rugby Podcast brought to you by the Scottish Rugby Blog. I am Cami Black. Um, apologies for the uh, lack of a podcast last week. We were in various states of disarray and uh, bunged up with colds and the like. Uh, we're back this week. Lots of things to catch up on. Joining me this evening, we've got Johnny McGinty. Hello, Johnny. Hello, how are you doing? Uh, we've also got Craig Manson. Hello, Craig. Hello, how are you doing? And currently, um, with one earphone dangling from his head as he tries to gaffer tape his set up together, we've got Ian here. Hello, Ian. Hello. The uh, sound comes through it, although I am thinking of just, like, in a manly fashion, just slicing Like a superstar DJ. It's either a DJ or a kind of trackside reporter. That's what people will think. You're getting, you're getting important information fed through your ear if you just put your <laughs> finger in there all night, Ian. Who's been sent off? <laughs> we go Ian here now. He's at Scottsdale. What's happening, Ian? Just let oh. it dangle. Let it dangle. <laughs> look like, he looks a little bit like Snoopy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, yes. Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Well, listen, everybody, if you I are watching us, if you're watching us live, we're on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, um, as well as Facebook as well. Uh, you can also download the podcast um, and listen to it in audio format on anywhere you can get audio podcasts. Um, we also have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Scottish Rugby Podcast. And for £3 a month, you get not only this podcast uh, without any adverts, you get a bonus weekly episode where we go in a little bit more depth into some of the weekly talking points Ian's headphones have now completely given up. Are you still there, Ian? Yes, I can hear you, Cam. That's fine. We can still <laughs> um, be heard. I like watching the trying to fix it. It's like watching National Geographic. That's the way to do it. The technical term of just absolutely, absolutely sma- uh, snapping it off. That's uh... no, uh, like 127 hours. That... Have you seen that? It's terrifying. It's horrible. Well, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. So, what? yeah, that like, that film with James Franco about the guy that fell down the uh, crevice. Cuts his arm off. Jump. Yeah. No, I wouldn't be watching that kind of thing. Oh, it's not nice. <laughs> yeah. Not for me. Anyway, rugby. Anyway, on with the rugby. Um, the big news um, tonight, uh, Craig, is Lana Skeld and Evie Gallagher have signed for Bristol Bears. I have totally missed that. Holy yeah. cow. My goodness. That, uh, it only happened about a... 20 minutes ago. Yeah. To be fair, it... as we were coming on air. Ah, right. Okay. Sorry, I was unplugged um, uh, from tip from the, uh, the social universe. Um, yeah, that's that's a uh, a uh, that's great for them because uh, they'll hopefully be getting paid good money for it, and um, it'll develop you know, it'll develop them. But it's also good for Bristol Bears because uh, um, there's some fantastic players down there, and um, uh, they'll be a strong team. And Joe, I mean that that's one of the things we want to see, I guess, in the absence, in the continued absence of a professional women's setup in Scotland, getting. Um, International Scottish internationals regular experience and regular exposure of professional rugby in England, which you know the one of the highest levels you can play at the moment, is is a good thing. Yeah, definitely. And you know, it, it's been a really difficult couple of weeks for them, kind of being in limbo. We're in South Africa with Scotland when Worcester went bust, and obviously both were with Worcester last season. 
Um, so, you know, that's a tough time. It's a tough thing to go through at any point. It's it's a particularly tough thing to go through while you're away representing the country halfway around the world. So good to see the support staff while they were away, but it's, it's good to see that sort of taken care of and they can put it behind them and get on with getting some top-level rugby. The other big news, transfer-wise, uh, in our absence while we were away, and it happened on the day that happened on the day we said we're not doing a podcast. Craig is <laughs> Alistair Price has gone on loan from Glasgow to Edinburgh. Now, yes, I think for a long time there's been uh, talk on this podcast that you know Glasgow maybe were a bit heavy on the scrum half side of things, certainly on the international scrum half side of things, and, and Edinburgh maybe a little bit lighter. Um, I don't think anybody quite predicted that it would be Ali Price that would make the move across, though. Well, it's an interesting one, isn't it? It's um, it's it's obviously been SRU led rather than I don't from because from both press releases, uh, well, Sean Everett was um, uh, what's the word? He he was needed. He was the one that was requesting a player, but or was looking for a nine, um, and uh, Glasgow, from from what we can tell, didn't really want to give any of the nines away, um, and it's it's been a it's been a a big move. I'm a little bit on the fence with it because I think it's going to be fantastic for to, to have another um, World Cup star and and lion um, playing um, every weekend at the Hive uh, when the when they're at home. But um, on the other side of things, we've swapped one slow Glas- ex-Glasgow 9 for another slow ex-Glasgow 9. So I'm, on, I'm not all that sure if I'm, I'm, I'm ex- that excited about it. <laughs> Is that... Is if you, that, if we, you don't I, appreciate I, I, him, you're actually, welcome to just give him back. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. It was, Johnny, the interesting thing with this was the, the Glasgow press release was interesting, to say the least. Yeah. There was There's, certain amounts of shade being thrown left, right, and centre at everybody. It was like in was it yeah. in response to a request from Edinburgh and the Scottish coaching set national setup. We've released Ali Price. Yeah, yeah. The SRU got a bit of it. There was um, there was what I'd probably describe as barely concealed fury from Franco Smith and his. Interviews with the press on Friday, and and like rightly so, I think I'm very sad to see him gone. Whether Craig appreciates him or not, he's he's a test lion. He's a quality player. He's been at the centre of everything that Glasgow have done for years. He's he's a leader at the club, and uh, yeah, for Edinburgh and the SRU to just appear and go, oh, actually, we want him, and there's nothing you could do about it. Um, Everyone at Glasgow seems rightly fuming, fans included, and I'm right there with them. I think it was a, a bit of a dirty trick, to be honest. <gasps> oh, on the flip side, Ian, you could counter by saying, "Look, if you buy, get bought a nice toy for your birthday, but you spend all the time playing with a tat you get free on the front of a magazine, then do you deserve the nice toy in the first place?" So if you're not using it. <laughs> It goes. Use it or lose it. So, is, I mean, to be a certain extent, Glasgow have, I mean, you know, Ali Price has made a lot of game time for Glasgow. It seems Franco Smith prefers George Horn. I mean, we need Ali Price getting game time, I guess. And this is a way to do that from a Scottish point of view. It, 
mind you, the, I mean, the nice toy had been away and it, you know, it had to play with other bigger, badder toys and subsequently needed a wee bit of rest time because um, you don't want all the good stickers coming off it and that. Uh, it was a bit of a surprise. Um, he, he was still getting game time. Um, there'd been little niggles and injuries. George Horn was getting more of the starting positions, which um, I mean, me being a George Horn stan, I wasn't too disappointed by because, like I've always said, the guy you'd, you know, rather than just being the the sort of deadly last half hour sniper or the the flat track bully, the guy needs time to play against good teams and to manage games against good teams for a, a full 80 from a starting position. Um, but what, what we've got now is a, a complete logjam at Edinburgh at nine. Um, it, is it a logjam though, Craig, or is this a case of now we've got, you've got the three top scrum halves in Scotland able to be first choice at the teams not competing with each other. You've got, you know, George Horn at Glasgow. You've now got Ali Price first choice at Edinburgh. You've got... Um, is he? Um, the name escapes ben me now. Who's the other? Ben White, that's it. Ben White, Ben White are too long. So you've got, you've got a, you know, they're evenly spread out now, able to kind of be the first choice in the respective teams if they keep their form up. Rather than competing with one another, is is it a log jam at Edinburgh, or or was it a case that you didn't quite have the quality there? We well, see, I I don't understand it that much because we've just brought in Scott Steele, who obviously, apart from um, playing um, playing in the back row on a regular basis, um, he uh, up, down. Exactly. Um, yeah, obviously he's come back from injury, uh, and it doesn't sound like he's going to be back from injury that. Quickly, if 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 they've requested Ali Price, but you see, this is a question. I I don't think Edinburgh have requested Ali Price. Um, I think Edinburgh have said, "Oh, we're going to be a bit tight here because, you know, obviously Ben Velcott, who, you know, is our first choice nine and is performing incredibly well for Edinburgh, um, has personal issues, and uh, that's absolutely understandable. I'm not going to go into that side of things on here, but." He's got personal issues, and it looks like that they're obviously worried that that he's going to be um, uh, he's going to be have his mind on other things at, at that time. So they've needed a nine, um, and the SRU have kind of gone, well, you know, we want Ali Price getting more game time, so we're going to put him over at Edinburgh. Um, it's it's one of those things. It's it's, it's a difficult one, I think. Um, it's 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 very check, odd. check you. Trying to claim that Edinburgh have been bullied to have an Ali Price and nobody. I'm not saying. I'm Again, not. I'm not, we, we I'm, not saying, I'm not saying we're, bull, we were bullied into taking him. I'm saying that 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 they, they obviously there was a there was a uh, something went out to say we're needing another nine and we're needing a quality nine because we thought to be brutally honest, Char- Charlie Shield has been is is working okay for Edinburgh, but he's not get he's not a starting nine for us at this moment in time. So you know, and if, with Scott Steele being injured, there, there's going to we're, we're obviously we're looking for a nine. I don't think that that that, that the coaching staff um, at Edinburgh have turned around to the SRU and said we want Ali Price. I think what I'm trying, you know, I think I think that's it's a 
he's been a solution for many different things, along with giving the, the, the Scotland coaches seeing him getting more game time. I think from a financial point of view, I mean, Johnny, we've had the SRU accounts out since we've been away. We might touch upon them later on. But, you know, there's like 19 staff, including players, coaches and players getting paid 200k plus a year. Ali Price has got to be on that list, given that he got his latest contract after coming off the Lions tour. That's a heck of a wage pack to be paying somebody that's not getting regular game time. Yeah. And... You know, assuming that, that that's money that's now available to Glasgow, that's it's a good opportunity to show up there. We do maybe have <laughs> a couple of <laughs> a couple of deficiencies, maybe. But I think we all know where the money's actually going to go. If we're if we're being perfectly honest, um, yeah, it, it's it's a lot. The thing is, though, you kind of have to think about in both the Six Nations and the World Cup. It was Ben White and then George Horn that were the Scotland scrum halves for the majority of the games. So it's not just Glasgow that weren't given them any game time. It's it's not like Scotland were crying out for Ali Price to be playing and Franco Smith was saying no. Ali, Ali Price wasn't getting picked by Scotland and George Horn was. So it's not out with the bounds of possibility that the Scottish coaching staff have said to Glasgow, we need George Horn playing because he's our nine. And then Ali Price gets, and now it seems like Glasgow are getting punted with the blame for all of that. And I think it's maybe significantly more complicated than that. Is there a case in that? I mean, Ali Price would have had his pick of clubs post Lions and he, he re-signed with Scotland. I'm going to say re signed with Scotland because everyone's contracts are with Scotland. That doesn't work like that, Johnny. You don't get a transfer budget. <laughs> um, it's not a championship What's manager. Um, <laughs> is there an argument, Ian, that, that Ali Price kind of made the wrong choice in staying with, with Scotland? Or maybe Scotland made the wrong choice in kind of offering Ali Price big bucks to stay. And actually, it probably would have done him and everybody else a world of good to have gone and played a bit of rugby elsewhere? Uh, no, I don't think at the time because there, there wasn't and there still really isn't a lot of nine depth at Glasgow. Um, I think, I mean, Dobie was a early, a late rainy era, early in his career pick. We maybe thought he would come on more, but um, it's, Franco seems to prefer George Horn much more than Ali Price. Uh, but like Johnny was saying, and you guys were saying, you know, if he's on a six-figure contract, you'd expect him to be playing more. What I would have, what I find odd now is the fact that yes, the SRU could have moved them on post lines, got a bit of money back, but then they made sort of big deal of getting Scott Steele in and Ben Velicott. Uh, so now. Now, like I said, there's that logjam at Edinburgh and it's all three guys who... I mean, Scott Steele was starting nine uh, during the 2026 Nations. So you have two starter number nines uh, with Velico who'd moved to Edinburgh for the sole reason to be more in the shop window to be that starting nine. (coughs) Yeah, got got an interesting comment from Billy here on YouTube who says if um, if Scotland were defending titles, I'd understand the need to position in of players, but they don't, and the pro teams will never truly be competitive at the top end if their coaches' hands are tied. We've alluded to that, Johnny. I think you know in, in the what you were saying, you know about this idea that you know Glasgow going to get that two hundred grand back, and there is some independence from uh, you know in the way that. Um, Glasgow are uncertainly. I don't know how much it's true with Ember, but you know, Al, Al Kellogg seems to run them as 
a completely independent entity, but the wages are still played from the SRU, from the top. Is there an argument to say that you give both teams an equal budget and let them sort out themselves? Yeah, like I think that's the fairest way of doing it. But then obviously you've then got to balance that with the Scotland coaching setup want to have their say in in how the players are played, when they're played and where they're played. Like, you know, we all remember the, the weekend before the Tonga game last year, two years ago, where the instruction came down that Ross Thompson was to play 15 for Glasgow and Blair Kinghorn was to play 10 for Edinburgh. And that was right at the start of the BK10 experiment. And that just looked like massively weakening both pro sides at the same time by taking two main playmakers and putting them both out of position because that's what the Scotland coaches had decided they wanted. And that's kind of what, what Billy's kind of talking about there is you can't expect the the pro clubs to be at the sharp end of the URC and the sharp end of Europe if the focus is on the Scotland central players playing where the Scotland coaches say and when they when they say because that's how we end up with players getting put out of position or players getting moved to clubs that, that at the moment, depending on how serious things look for Jamie Doby at the weekend, Glasgow might need now a decent quality nine. We've got Benetton, who haven't lost the game yet, coming on Saturday night. And so do you, it comes down to, I guess, do you think that the pro teams have got a better chance of winning silverware, competing at the URC and competing in Europe than Scotland do? And if they do you need to start focusing the resources on the pro clubs getting to do what they need to do to win that. And then hopefully Scotland comes on after that. Is that the answer, Craig, to kind of like Scott, some of Scotland's woes? Are, they, are we too focused in Scotland on, on the international setup? And actually the answer might be you focus on your pro teams winning regularly, winning the URC and don't, you know, and, and this performance that Scotland comes after that. <sighs> It's a difficult one because if you look at Ireland, they do exactly the same thing. Um, okay, the, the, the it's a little bit less controlled because you go four teams instead of two, and it's a you know it's a little less obvious. But they, you know you look at you know we take we take we take the uh, Johnny Sexton for example, who's hardly ever played at Edinburgh or at Glasgow because he's always he's always protected by the IRFU. So. It's it's a really difficult situation. You're damned if you don't do, and you're damned if you don't. I I honestly I have unless there's something going on in the background that is of serious, there's some serious issues going on, or there's a there's a there's a bigger injury with Scott Steele, or there's a or there's something bigger going on with Ben Velcott, Um I don't understand why we've now got Ali Price as well. Um, I'm just as just as perplexed with uh, as, as Glasgow fans. However, um, if he's needed, you know, you don't know how much he's pushing to be playing every every day, uh, every weekend. And how, have they just decided, you know, to keep? Because maybe he's threatening to leave now, and maybe they're saying we need to keep him in, in Scotland, so we're going to give him more game time at Edinburgh. He, he just there's something going on, but we just nobody knows. And I suppose it's the usual thing of we don't really know what's going on, so conjecture rattles on. Ian, you're suggesting the answer is Sam Hildago Klein, who, fans, had his house once featured on an episode of Location, 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 
which was set in Exeter, was when he had to move on from Exeter. And I only realised it was Sam Hildago climb by doing lots of by doing some detective work because of some of the photos. And there was a Scotland shirt on the wall, and then there were some other various photos and shirts. And I worked out it was Sam Hildago Klein's house <laughs> that they were looking around. Is he the answer? Is it better in the diminish? Yeah, I just like when um, I was looking up, and then Johnny happened to mention. Glasgow were playing Benetton, so I was like, "Oh, there we go." It was, uh, you know, if you want a short-term uh, nine with loss of experience, d- does he come with cigars? You know, he just walks in like, "Where do you need me?" Um, I mean, the other, I mean, I, I could maybe have understood it if Price was going over to Edinburgh to teach. You know, if it was all young scrum halves Edinburgh had coming through. But on the other hand, it seems to be Glasgow that have that because the only options right now underneath uh, Horn, well, other than Sean Kennedy, the great Sean Kennedy, um, are Edinburgh Dolby and everybody knows. <laughs> uh, Dolby and Ben Affleck. Yeah, that'd be a first time, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> um, so, I mean, when does Aaron Smith's contract start in Japan? You know, we can maybe get him over <laughs> to be. One of the long line of all black former all black. You end up end up playing for the Sterling Wolves at the weekend because Glasgow <laughs> will play him. That's what normally happens. With maybe they're all blacks. Maybe they're clearing the way so that they can bring in Finley Christie. Yeah, could have a World Cup final. How many years do we have to wait for Finley Christie to qualify for Scotland again? Now <laughs> three, three, now, three, yeah. three years. Get him over twenty twenty six. All right, from people side. Um. Okay, well, look, nobody's happy. Ali Price, who knows how Ali Price feels about it. He's having to, you know. Yeah, I think Ali Price would fit in well at Edinburgh, just in the general climate. He's always a comfortable white house. I have to say, he he does does look incredibly good in Edinburgh gear. So, you know, wait till you see him in the shirt. It'll be, you know, he'll be looking fantastic. Ali Price screams more. Ali Price screams more inside. That's all I'm saying. He certainly does. He's got, he's got those vibes about him, right? Oh no, no, he's Sturbridge. He's, he's all over Sturbridge. You'll see. You'll see him Ali- walking his giant rabbit. <laughs> he's walking his giant outdoor rabbit with his red chinos and his. Hey, just you wait. His, oh, his jacket. His, 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 his missus is having a baby, right, so that giant father. rabbit's getting punted. <laughs> I can speak. For, I can speak from. I can speak from experience that house rabbits and children do not mix because the little hard poos that the rabbits leave everywhere look exactly like chocolate chips. Yep. So that rabbit is getting in the pot straight away. We use these firm cutter, firm cutter training. Hey, Ali Price is vegetarian now, isn't he? Isn't Ali Price vegetarian? Didn't I read that somewhere. I'll look that up. I'll look that up. I'll look that up and confirm later on. But I'm reasonably sure Ali Price is now vegetarian, so he'll not be sticking in the pot, Craig. Maybe that's why he's moved to Edinburgh. Better vegetarian options. Anyway, um, talking of Edinburgh, let's talk about the Edinburgh game at the weekend, Craig. Um, ben Velicott seems to have reacted well to the news that Ali Price is coming in as first choice from half. Certainly, it was. Uh, uh... Uh, it was very, very obvious that he uh, came off the bench. What he had, he had what 20, 25 minutes or, or thirty minutes on the on the pitch and uh, got man of the match. He's done a, you know. But this is the thing, and this is what I would try to see earlier on. And, and it's no disrespect to Ali Price because Ali Price is obviously a Scotland star. He's fantastic. I think he'll fit in very, very well. 
I'm no, and and I'm not annoyed that he's coming. I'm I'm just perplexed a little bit. Um, but Ben Velcott is a phenomenal player, and and if we didn't have project player uh, Doby coming through to Scotland, uh, Ben White and George Horn, who play very very similar to Ben Velcott, you probably would have seen Ben Velcott in a in a Scotland shirt. So. We're very lucky to have him. We're happy to have him, and and he performs an incredible. You know, he's well loved by everybody, Reddy, and and he, he played incredibly well at the weekend for the small time he was on the pitch. That's <laughs> it for this one. So you you're still happy that Ali Price is coming in? So you still need Ali Price then? Yeah. Well, that see, this is the, this is the this is why I'm kind of going. Well, especially when I found out Ali Price was coming, I was, I was like, hey, what? You know, it just it just threw us because you know we're expecting a fairly quick player in Scott Steele once he's once he's recovered from his injury. Um, you've got Charlie Shield who is still there, still working hard, um, and you've got Ben Velikot who can put a, put a performance in like he has. So it's amazing that uh, you know we'll be tripping over. But then again, we do like taking players off Glasgow because uh, you know we got um, we got the uh, the. the the player who won the match for us um, uh, out of Glasgow's hands as well. Johnny, you were at um, Murrayfield, Mini Murrayfield at the weekend? I was, yeah. The the hives that I came out in, ironically, at being at the hive have more or less disappeared now. Um, it was, yeah, it was, I have to say, i see if I can get through this without being sick. Edinburgh Rugby were fantastic on Saturday. I was there because I was playing for the Fife Clan Unified Rugby team on Saturday afternoon. We had a five-team competition. For anyone who doesn't know, Unified Rugby is for uh, people with disabilities. And we mixed together uh, enabling players, which is able-bodied players, with players with disabilities um, to try and get everyone as as involved as possible with as much rugby as, as we can. And Edinburgh set that up for their inclusive team and then uh, Fife Clan, Ayrshire Clan, Borders Clan and Strathmore Clan uh, and comped us all tickets for the game and fed us and were, were really, really excellent to everyone on Saturday. So that was really nice. Ryan, who listens to the pod, was there playing for Ayrshire Clan as well. So we were sitting next to each other. Uh, and it was that was really, really nice. It was my first time in the Hive. And what a difference for them from Big Murrayfield. Because it was like, like being at a proper URC game with what... I guess passes for an atmosphere in Edinburgh on Saturday night as well. So it was. Cool. <laughs> what did you make of the game, though, Johnny? Um, Edinburgh are, are are still annoyingly competent, I guess. Um, the difference when Ben Velikot came on was huge. Uh, he is was until last week by far and away Edinburgh's best nine. I think. Uh, I don't think it'll be quite the walk-in job that Ali Price maybe thought it might be. Velocott made a huge difference. I thought Wes Hoosen played really well. It was nice. We were sitting right behind the, the posts so we could kind of have a, a chance to see what everyone was doing. And and actually, Duhan van der Merwe, it looks like he's he his off-the-ball work last weekend was really, really good. His support work was really good. Um, I think a lot of the stuff that he cops some flack for when you're watching him on TV, watching him on Saturday, I think he, he did a lot a lot of unseen stuff or stuff that you probably wouldn't have seen on the broadcast. So it was uh, it was interesting to be there. And yeah, Velikot and, and Van der Merwe both, I thought, played really, 
play well. A so fan move a pass. Nice to see some of them come back. He did, yeah. It's exciting to see. <laughs> um, Ian, the one thing for me, the one that well, one of the big down points for me is I'm not sure how organised Embers' defence is on the line when the when they guard in the try line because the the seem a couple that a couple of the Connacht tries seemed fairly soft and down to the fact that Ember just didn't have the kind of guards around the rock in place at the right times. Uh, am I thinking of... No, I'm thinking of a different try. Um, no, I'm not entirely convinced. Like, the Irish folk, they've got a good mall game. We, we know that. Um, and it's, I mean, it's always hard to defend malls. I'm not sure what particular... Uh, tries were you thinking? I can't. I, you 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 challenge me on this now. I can't. I've not made a note of who scored well, the try. There were a couple of there were a couple of close close. Um, it, was, uh, it, was a, it was two of the close ones. Yeah, just pick two, and goes from rocks. Yeah, yeah. It was two of the pick. There was there was two from pick. There was two definitely from pick and goes. Craig. They just yeah. they just didn't. There seemed to be panic in the eyes of the defenders. Not quite. Nobody seemed to quite know where they were supposed to be. It's it's a it's a it's a common trait, unfortunately, with Edinburgh at the moment. Um, and we're trying to, uh, you know, that we can defend an open play quite well um, uh, until you then start to put us under pressure. And but then again, Scotland are very similar themselves when it gets to the try line. Um, we we lose our shape. We kind of we lose the ferocity that maybe we were defending in the middle of the field with. Individual tackles seem to work really, really well, but when it comes to actually putting your head down and putting it between someone's someone's shins and chopping, chop tackling them, etc., we we tend to, that ground, we tend to lose. Um, so, you know, it, it's um, it, it is something that, uh, that has been discussed. And, and actually, um, uh, and I'm going to say this because uh, I was quite, negative towards him coming but that's one thing that Sean Everett is um, looking to do is to 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 almost give us back a little bit of the cockers level of intensity when it comes to training and the and the hard you know the the, the you know build the guys up to make him more you know physical hits etc um you know uh, so we'll, we'll see how that will change over the, over the next uh, few games in, in, in the season what one of the big pluses for Glasgow Craig is Ben is obviously Ben Healy. I mean, you know, to nail it have somebody that can nail a drop goal like that in the closing minute of a match is <coughs> got to be game changing for you and, and having a ten of that quality now. Well, you know, I'm gonna you're you're running me down a a, a, a cul de sac there, Cammy, with your trickster questions, saying that there's that we've got a ten of high quality when we've had a ten of high quality. Um what I would say is we've had a fifteen what I would probably say is what Ben Healy seems to be bringing at this moment in time, and we've yet to see a full season with him, but what he's bringing is a, um, is a, uh, a steady performance. And when I mean that, he doesn't seem to have an off game at this moment in time. He's, he's had a fairly strong start to the season. Um, he's, his quality stays at a, at a set level. Um, his kicking is fantastic. Um, he, he's kicking from tee. He's kicking from hand. Seems to be very good as well. Um, but also just the pressure, you know. And he just 
you know, you just had to see him when he put that kick in. He was turning away from it immediately, just and, and he knew it was going over. So um, it, it's it's Edinburgh are very much a team of we seem to be going great guns and then something falters, and hopefully having a ten of his quality there um, will bolster us a little bit and hopefully we'll, we'll have a, a steadier performance throughout the season. Speaking of tens, Johnny, um, what is Duncan Weir? What question is Duncan Weir the answer to? <laughs> uh, how does the Josie Mourinho quote go? I prefer not to speak if I speak I'm in big trouble. Oh, yeah. No, do you know what? That's really mean because Duncan Weir uh, is a player who, for Glasgow and Edinburgh and to a lesser extent for Scotland, is perhaps not with the same skill set, but the same mould as what Pete Horn used to be, where if something needs done, Duncan Weir's there to do it. So it's not fair to be like, Duncan Weir's not that good, because maybe he's not. But when Glasgow or Edinburgh or Scotland are in a bind and they need someone to step up and just get on with it, Duncan Weir does it. So I should be nicer to him. You should be, but also... um... He did step up, and, and part of stepping up was to stand for what seemed like an age, waiting to take a tackle and just let someone run straight into his head. It's passive contact, apparently. Passive. Well, of course it's passive contact. He stood with his arms out yeah. for about 10 seconds while someone went straight towards him. I, I only saw the game today, and it's it's not passive, whatever, um, but the fact that he kind of drives up He's so statically up. Uh, there might be a bit of a twist, but yeah, I would not have been appalled if he was red carded for that. Yeah. But overall, Ian, Glasgow somehow managed to win away at the Ospreys. Yeah. With a bonus point. Um, yep. With uh, the most handsome man in rugby securing the bonus point. Oh, oh. Uh, there you yeah, go. There you go. Uh, Say thank you to Craig and thank <laughs> you to Ember boys. Come on, <laughs> for giving Thanks, you the man, the beautiful, the beautiful man that is Alan Dell. I don't know what they're complaining about. Donkey Weir, uh, Sean, um, oh God, I forgot his second name, Sean, Terry Day, Donkey Weir played for us. George Turner. Duncan Weir went to my high school, mate. Or he, he, yeah, but he, he played most of his games. <laughs> um, let me think who else we've got. You've got, uh, now you've got George Alan. George Turner. Turner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, free. Rory Darge. But none, of them, are Davis, none Rory of them Darge, you None of them are as beautiful as Alan Dell. Oh, sweetness incorporated, I tell you. What a man. Anyway, <laughs> um, back to Glasgow winning. Uh, first half was absolutely dreadful. <laughs> yeah, I, I, imagine, like, I heard that Dobie had played badly. I don't think he was quite as awful as people had made out, or maybe I was just expecting complete offers. The first 20 minutes were just a mess. Um, Glasgow were trying to play wide, but everybody went wide without anyone wanting to be the fulcrum in order to get the ball wide. So it's just there was one point where Stafford was able to get off of Sordoni and um, there was like four players all out far too wide 
and then uh, Ollie Smith ran into the line and just got in McDowell's way. So it was a shambolic mess. Um, but then Sean Kennedy came on in the second half and saved the day pretty much. Uh, but of course, Johnny Matthews got another two tries. It's just it's getting ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, I was quite quite. I was I was giggling a little bit when I was listening. There was there was a podcast, uh, 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 the BBC Scotland podcast, as I was listening to today, and it had Kyle Stain on it, and uh, and he did point out that because they were going on about Johnny Johnny Matthews and how great he was and the certain and he says, yeah, but he is behind a really really good mall. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, sir. You made my points. <laughs> he looked. He looked- Luke Fuman when uh, Sony Villanelle went over with for that for that push over trip. Absolutely Fuman he got the Nairi's hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> and rightly so. Well yeah. actually, funnily enough, we're we're getting a little bit short of hookers over in, in Edinburgh. Maybe we should have a word of the SRU. Absolutely beat it. <laughs> beat it. <laughs> After some of the things that you said about Johnny Matthews in the summer, Craig Manson. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, because then you wouldn't have a mall in, in Edinburgh to hide behind. <laughs> That's very true. He'd be soon back back along, pleading to be let back into Scotland. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is I mean, but I think one of the things Johnny though I suppose is that both teams to a certain extent have won ugly, and that's not necessarily been something either have been able to do. So I, I, that's that's a plus point, I guess. Yeah, no, definitely. Like that Glasgow game, and I was kind of catching updates on my phone on, on Saturday because I was at the stadium. Um, previously, where, where Glasgow had gone behind like that away, even if it is a Welsh region, wouldn't have won that game. And so it's nice to see a bit of grit. And I think we've kind of started seeing it with the national team in the last year or so. And, and whether that's now filtering down to the pro clubs, it is good. And it's something that's been a problem for a lot of Scottish teams for a very long time. So if we've got that nailed, that could be the start of a, a bit of a psychological turnaround, I think, for all the teams. Yeah. Has anybody got any more for any more on Glasgow Embra? No. Um, I thought Matt Vickerson had a good game. A quietly, as per usual, a quietly effective game. Um, when Glasgow weren't playing well, you got a couple of big turnovers. Um, just he's always hitting breakdowns. He's that's like, when I mean, we talk about log jams. Uh, like Glasgow's back row. Once Jack Dempsey comes back, you've got Dempsey, Darge, Fagerson, Vailanu, Vailanu, uh, Venter, Henkel Venter. Um, yeah, I mean, that's Thomas Gordon. 60. But I mean, Tom, Tom, Tom Gordon, Gordon was like the next big thing a couple of years and, ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ali Miller as well. You know, we, we yeah. just seem to be beating these open sides, but there's nowhere to play them, uh, unfortunately. Jack Mann's injured at the moment as well. He's another one that's possibly coming in. Um, so I the Edinburgh need any back rows at all. What was it? Phil Mata, Hamish Watson, Luke Crosby, Jamie Ritchie. I will be Hamish. Hamish is uh, is currently injured with a facial injury at the moment. So, uh, um, you know, hope, you know, Luke Crosby's. Uh, did you see Luke Crosby's? He'll be back in like a week. Yeah, 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think Luke Crosby at the moment is uh, is second in the UFC tackle charts. If I'm right in saying it might be different now, but I, I saw something on X um, uh, that I, I went ooh and then forgot about it completely. Um, look at you, look at you, Alan, Alan right. Musk. Yeah. Know. Get the right test, boy. X, X. No Twitter for Craig. It's X. <laughs> He'll be with his blue tick next. <laughs> a month. I even managed to put my own my own gif on on uh, on on Twitter the other X I should say the other day. I was quite proud of that. Uh, listen to me with my yeah, very well. Yeah, well done, Craig. <laughs> next, I'll be on Snapchat. <laughs> you you are on Snapchat. Yes, I have. I either that, or you've got an imposter. I found you on Snapchat and I was like, oh, here we go. I still don't know, understand what Snapchat is. <laughs> it, passed, it passed me by at the time. I remember when everybody got excited about the SRU had a Snapchat account. I was like, why are, Why do they need a Snapchat? Who's Snapchatting an organisation? Yeah. So people, people have lost track of what Snapchat was originally for, which is Patreon content. And, and so how it's somehow become a mainstream social media channel, I'm not really sure. It's when you say Patreon content, Johnny, do you mean OnlyFans content? Well, yeah. Or was it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're going to if we're going to discuss what Snapchat was originally for, that should really be in the Patreon. Yeah, this is a members <laughs> club. Speaking of which, but also if you if you can't if you can't work out what uh, an app where you like get to see a photo once and it disappears forever was originally for, you've got bigger problems than that. Johnny's, Johnny's been showing his ankles on Snapchat. Oh. I understand the SIU ones were just pictures of uh, Alan Dell in various states of undress. Oh, quick, I must get, I must get something for everyone. Actually, we'd follow the SIU. <laughs> on that note, um, that is it for this week for the main podcast. If you're a patron, you can you're watching us live, you hang about and we'll do the Patreon podcast live afterwards. If you're a patron and you listen to the audio podcast, switch over and you can listen to part two on the Patreon app. Otherwise, for everybody else, that is it from us for this week. We'll be back next week with some more um, news, views, nonsense, and all the rest. For the moment, though, it is goodbye from me and goodbye from Johnny, Craig, and Ian. Bye. Ciao. Bye.